good morning, evening, afternoon, middle of the night. Wow. Wherever and whenever you are. Every time zone. Could be a happy tomorrow, depending on, yeah, how far you've traveled. Um, this is the Things Christians Want to Know podcast, whatever day it is for you. And who are you? We hope it's a good one. I am still Nate Johnstone. I am still Paul Anderson. I am a beloved child of God. And I am a fellow heir of Jesus Christ. And it's, it's good, to, good to be alive. And by alive, I mean... And it's also good to be dead. It's good to have been crucified with Christ. Yes. We've been talking about the cross, um, what the cross means. And I want to dig a little deeper today into what does it mean for us? What does it mean for our listeners? What does it mean for you in your day-to-day life? What does it mean that Jesus was crucified? And what does it mean when Paul fleshes that out to say, you were also crucified? Mm-hmm. My, one of my life verses, I have several, but one of them for many years, over 20 years, has been Galatians 2.20, which is a great verse. Thank you. I'm glad you approve of my life verse. That's affirming. Um, I have been crucified with Christ. It's it's a long verse, but I'm going to pause there because that six words uh, is incredibly important. I have been, that's past tense, crucified with Christ. But I uh, I think in Greek, I need to look, but I think it's progressive verb. So I am. It's a perfect tense. I have been. It's perfect, not, not pluperfect. I I am in the pro, I am in the current state of having been crucified with Christ. Right. Is that a A past action that has present consequences? Correct. I have been crucified and therefore it it fulfills itself. And that's that's the state I'm in right now. The state I'm in right now is having been crucified with Christ. That is huge. Absolutely wonderful. And this is one of Paul's hammer points. He hammers this in almost every single epistle because he says, all right, Jesus was crucified. If we are to join him and become one with what happened there, then we partake in that crucifixion. Mm -hmm. And that is what baptism is about. Mm -hmm. In baptism, we are put under the water, right? And this is not a commentary on how to do baptism, by the way. (laughs) I'm looking first century at how they did baptism. You go under the water and that signifies death. You die. And when you come back out of the water, it's not you any longer. It's the new you. You don't die and resurrect. The resurrection hasn't happened yet. (laughs) You don't die and resurrect. You die and someone else comes out who is you, but you and the Holy Spirit. Paul elsewhere says, the old things are gone. They're passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. And elsewhere, it calls us a new creation. So, God created humans, and then with Jesus, God created a new species, a new creation that is human with the Spirit of God inside of them. And that is something different. It's something new. It's something the world had never seen. The world had seen humans with the Spirit of God upon them, giving them power for prophecy or super strength or other cool things. We see a lot of that in the Old Testament. And we see God's Holy Spirit coming upon people in the New Testament as well. We see that in Pentecost and elsewhere, miracles, prophecy, etc. But this was the first time that, that the Spirit of God had ever been put inside people. From Pentecost. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would, I would say a little before that, because Jesus breathed on them. After yeah. the resurrection, Jesus breathed on them. Super Pentecostal thing to do, right? He breathes on them, and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a reason for that, because the word breath in Hebrew is ruach. Breath, spirit, same word. So the spirit of God literally is the breath of God. God breathed into Adam and that clay became a living thing, right? So that's the spirit of God, the breath of God. So Jesus spirited on them. (laughs) He breathed on them. 
and said, receive the Holy Spirit, at which time they did. And all Christians have the Holy Spirit of God inside them. And so we are crucified with Christ. The Father places us in Christ on the cross, so to speak. And then he puts his Holy Spirit in us. So we're in Christ and the Spirit is in us. So we're always in the presence of God all the time, which is a wonderful, very comforting thing to me that Jesus can't ever leave me or forsake me, <laughs> even if he was so inclined, which he's not. But even if he were, I'm in him. He, he can't leave. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in him. And the Spirit is in me and I can't get him out. <laughs> right? So God is always with me. But I have been crucified with Christ. And Paul goes on, Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And this life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful verse. There's tons of stuff there. We could probably spend a few podcasts just unpacking that one verse. But this concept that we have been crucified with Christ. And I think baptism is a wonderful picture of that. We die, we come back. And it's still us. But the old self, the old nature, Paul would call it, the flesh, Paul so, sometimes calls it, that has been crucified. That was nailed to the cross and buried in our baptism, and it's gone. Um, the problem is we sometimes let it come back. <laughs> sometimes we even let it run the show, which is, which is not good. And that's why we need, one of the reasons why we need to keep getting up on our cross. So on the one hand, we were crucified with Christ, past tense. On the other hand, we still get up on our cross. Does, have you found that to be true? Just in your daily walk, I pray every day that he would renew my mind so that I can more fully think his thoughts, speak his words, and do his deeds. And for me, that's a progressive mm -hmm. thing that's happening. Uh, that's what sanctification means. Mm -hmm. It's it's not salvation. I'm saved, and I I have that for all yep. eternity. Sanctification is, an, is a walk, progressive walk toward the Lord who died for me. And would you say you, the old Paul Anderson, is more dead than he used to be? And Sounds like a song. Yeah, it does actually. Maybe a country song. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, the old Paul Anderson is more dead than he was, let's say, 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. And that the, the spirit of the living Christ is more evident in you. Like Paul said, this life I live in... I live by faith in the son of God. So I am crucified with Christ. I don't live, longer live. Christ lives in me. So it's yeah. Christ living through us now. Would you say without hum humility, just leave that. I mean, it is, hum it, speaking the truth is humble. So go ahead. Would you say that's true? Do it's, you see it? It's happening more and more in me. It's, uh, I have a better marriage now than I did 30 years ago. Mm, I'm, 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 thank God, more loving now. I'm more patient. I'm more obedient. I look forward to being more patient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. That's a tough one for me. Yeah. So that's a process and I'm becoming more of who I really am. That's, in Christ. that's, that's a great way to say it. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to say it. You're becoming more of who you really are. And that's how I feel about the church. And, and uh, that the, we, we are not yet who we are. And that's why I like that crucifix that I talked about last week that I like to look at it not only to remind me of what Christ did, but to remind me that that's where I live. I have been crucified, like you say, and I am to take up my cross and follow him daily. And that's for dying on. So when I make a decision to die to my own self in favor of my wife, my kids, my friends, my neighbors, that is happening inside of me. Yeah. And I'm being renewed Mm -hmm. Be renewed, be continually renewed, we could say. Yep. And so that's happening. A, a renewal is taking place in me 
progressively as I draw closer to the one who gave himself. That's wonderful. It is wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. But I imagine, I don't know that I've ever thought of this, but I imagine that's got to be one of the most wonderful things about growing older is that, and I'm, you know, I'm 42 now, so I, I have a lot of memories from 20 years ago and I'm very different. Sure. But in another 42 years, that's a lot of time to grow closer to Jesus, to become more like Jesus, to allow my old self to stay dead on a more regular basis and not keep coming back. I imagine that's a really wonderful thing about, and I've seen it in Phil and Margaret. Yes. Your in-laws. Yes. Just a couple days ago, as I was praying, I have a a prayer agenda Mm -hmm. that I usually follow. Not always, but I usually do. And there are things that I thank him for. And one of the things uh, in my list to thank him for is trials, tests, temptation, uh, conflict. I thank him for those things. And a couple days ago, I thanked him for trials. And I heard him whisper, you have been doing well with your trials. And that was very comforting to me, very satisfying to me. Because humanly speaking, in the flesh, I don't like trials. I don't want trials. I want it to be easy. I want it to be fun. But when I thank him, for trials. I'm more ready when they come. Mm-hmm. I'm more alive to the tests that come my way. And I want to pass them, but sometimes I flunk. And so it was comforting to me to hear him say, you, you did well on that trial. So that's what I want to do. I yeah. want to pass my test. And that's really dying to myself, as right. we talked about. Yep. Being, I have been crucified with Christ, so I can be crucified. I love to compare The Old Covenant and the New Covenant. The Old Covenant says do. The New Covenant says done. Done. It is finished. He's done. So what happens then? The law of God is not fulfilled by me. It's fulfilled in me. It says in Romans 8, 2, that that, that through the work of the Holy Spirit, God's, God's will is done in me as I surrender to the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. So I don't have the power to pull it off. I can't pull off the Christian life. Nobody can, as it turns out. (laughs) And I can surrender and Mm. let God do it in me. What a wonderful thing. And then he thanks us. He says, yeah, you did. You did good on that test. Well, he gave me all the power. He enabled it to happen. Mm -hmm. But he still said that that you did good. That's so great. (sighs) I love it. And and we need to hear that. I think we need to hear it all the time. You want to hear um, um, a far more incredible story? that Karen heard yesterday on the radio, and this is God's grace in an amazing way. A woman in Colombia, this is a true story. A woman in Colombia had a man come into her house, looked like he'd been beaten up, and she was afraid, but at the same time, she received him. She cared for him. She let him take a shower. She helped uh, with some of his wounds. And then he sat down and she talked to him. She didn't know whether he was an enemy or a friend. And they were at war. The military was at war with the guerrillas. And she told about her husband who was killed by a guerrilla. And she described him. She talked about him. Mm-hmm. This man said soberly, I tortured and killed your husband. Wow. And she said, thank you. And he said, what do you mean? Thank you. She said, I have not wanted to live with anger 
and resentment the rest of my life to the person who took my husband. Now that I know who it is, I can say, I forgive. Mm. What grace, what grace to be able to release that. That's a Mm -hmm. true story. To release him and to live free from that resentment and hostility that was growing in her heart. And God allowed her to meet the killer and to forgive him. Amazing. The, the power of the cross, the power yeah. released in the cross of Jesus to forgive others. And if you are listening, and if there are those that you have hostility toward, you have resentment toward, you have unforgiveness toward, please let God give you the grace. Apply the cross, the power that is there to release them from their guilt. And if you can't meet him, at least call him or say to the Lord, I forgive them Mm -hmm. and let that garbage go. Take the garbage out. Tomorrow we take the garbage out. Sometimes I even like to see it. I watch it and I get some sense of satisfaction. There goes more garbage. And I think it's because I have talked about what's inside of me as garbage that needs to be taken out. And I see that go. And sometimes I pray for people at that time. So I, I just stop even now and I say, Father, there are those here that are listening that have garbage, like this woman had garbage, and you gave her the ability to, to forgive the one who killed her husband. Give us grace mm-hmm. to forgive those who are making and, it hard for And her. you may be thinking, well, I can't do that. I can't forgive the person who did this to me, that to me. I can't. And you're right. Mm-hmm. You probably can't. It's probably too much for you mm-hmm. to forgive them. God can help you to forgive them. That's what the Holy Spirit loves to do. He loves to help us do what we can't do. And so allowing yourself to be crucified with Christ and to die to yourself means, I know I can't do this, so God, you have to do it. I need you to come help me do this. I'm willing, but I need you to help me do it. And in the, even in the midst of your pain and suffering, you can do it. You can forgive. Jesus did on the cross. He forgave those who were torturing him. Yeah. Right there in the midst of it, while it was still happening, and while the worst was about to happen, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't, they don't understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And you can do that too. Even if it's beyond your natural ability to do, tell the Holy Spirit, I, I can't do this. I need you to help me. And he will. He absolutely will. That's part of dying to self because the self wants to hold on to all those offenses and all that unforgiveness. That's what the self wants to do. But you, you don't have that luxury because you're dead. Dead people don't keep offenses. You know, you said this, I don't know if it was your confirmation verse or life verse, Galatians 2.20. Yeah, life verse. Life verse, where he says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, so he's alive. He's still alive. In the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died to no purpose. So he's saying, I'm dead, I'm alive, but... It's really Christ in me. Yeah. And that's a wonderful, profound mystery. It really is. That Christ, you're really doing this in me. I, I release myself to you to let you do this. I, in my own power, I can't forgive these people. These, I can't forgive these people who hurt me. But I know you can in me. So do that work in me mm-hmm. and allow me to forgive. I, I think of a, a gal that I was ministering to. I was at a church. The pastor asked me to pray for someone who had been demonized. And she shared what had happened, and she couldn't look at me. She looked with her face down. 
shared what had happened to multiple people that had assaulted her and mm. she couldn't forgive them. She didn't want mm-hmm. to forgive them. She couldn't forgive them. It took 20 minutes or more to convince her that she had to. And then she couldn't say the words. She couldn't get the words out. She mm. couldn't say it. And was this a distant past kind of a thing or? Mm, not like years ago. Distant. It was, it was some years ago, okay. but she was probably 25 and those happened as a teenager up okay. in 20. That's quite a while so, when you're only yeah, 25. Yeah. And she'd lived with that and, and uh, oppressed by the demonic and not able to look at me and just full of shame. And after 20 minutes of, of literally trying to say, I for, she could, when she got the words out, forgive, her countenance changed. She lightened up. She looked at me. She shone that she hadn't shown before. And it was like God was, God broke through, gave her grace. The demons left and she was free. Mm, wonderful. It was so wonderful. Yeah. She could get rid of that garbage. And, but and she had through. to do it. She she had to forgive. The words had to come out of her mouth. Yep. Yeah. But she couldn't do it on her own. She couldn't. But the spirit, yeah. the spirit helped her do that. That's wonderful. And that's part of what it means, I think, for us to appropriate the cross, to, to apply the cross mm-hmm. to our life. That even when it's something we really don't want to do, we got to do it anyway. Yeah. And for me, it helps me to remind myself that I'm dead. The old Nate is dead. The selfish Nate yeah. is dead. Dead people don't yes. get to be offended. Mm-hmm. How can you offend a dead person? They're dead. That's another story. <laughs> we were at a funeral at North High, mm-hmm. and they were honoring this person who had died. The casket was open, and Bob Cottingham was going to put a pin on him. I was sitting next to my daughter, Naomi, and she said, Daddy, if they stick him, it won't hurt, will it? I said, no, mm-hmm. he's dead. It won't hurt. And I thought, if they stick me, will it hurt? Not if I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Not if I'm dead. It won't stick. They can, they can, we could say to that man, I don't like your blue suit. I don't like your tie. But it, he's, he's not offended because right. he's dead. And I have been crucified. Then I'm dead. Yep. The old Paul is dead. Exactly. So I want to apply that. I want to live that out in my daily life. Dead mm-hmm. to Paul and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And, and I, to reiterate, when we talk about being dead to self and, and that sort of thing, we're not saying you're not you. We're, I, I'm not saying Nate has no personality now and I'm some weird float around like being that doesn't actually interact with earth. Not at all. We're talking about our old sinful, selfish nature. I'm more fully myself. Exactly. Exactly. In Christ. When you allow the sinful, selfish part to be crucified and to yeah. stay dead and when it comes back after you like a zombie following after you, you ignore it and you kick it away. You stab it in the head with the sword of the spirit. You can walk into who you really are, mm-hmm. who is a beloved child of God, who is holy and blameless and loved and a prince or princess in the kingdom of God, just like we've been talking about. Um, so that's what we mean by you've been crucified with Christ. We're not saying you don't have any desires anymore. We're not saying, but the more you walk along in sanctification, I think the more your old self dies. Mm-hmm. In a sense, or at least the more you, the more you live like it's dead, the more you realize it's dead, um, and the less selfish you become. Mm-hmm. But that selfishness is is still a battle, and I think the more the more of that selfishness we can allow to die, the less offendable we are, the less desirous we are of certain things. And if things don't go our way, we can roll with that. Yeah. And 
eventually someone sticks us and we don't, we don't feel it. Then we say hallelujah. And that something, so, something happened to me. I don't even remember specifically what it was because it was so insignificant. At least I received it insignificantly, but somebody said something and I had the thought, maybe it was the Holy Spirit reminding me, but like that would have offended you in the past. Mm. That would have really bugged you. And it was so insignificant, in fact, that I don't even remember what it was now because it didn't bug me at all. It was just like, well, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, so I I got stuck, but it didn't hurt anymore. And it would have. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was reminding me that would have hurt you. Look, look at the difference. Cool. You are you. Sanctification is happening. You you are getting you are getting there. And I I was encouraged by that. I'm going to pray for our listeners. Uh, I'm very grateful for this message. Very grateful for the work that God is doing in you who are listening, in Nate, in me. And uh, we ask, Father, as we surrender afresh right now, as we give in afresh to you, that your work will be done in us, through us, by the indwelling Holy Spirit, and that we will look, act, think, speak more like Jesus, because we have been crucified with him. And it it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. We bless our listeners in that name, Jesus Christ. Amen. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.